Welcome to a different version of the NJ Criminal Podcast. This is going to be a behind-the-scenes discussion with your host, Meg, and her producer. That's me, Tom. This is pertinent as I know most of you, or many of you listening, are attorneys. And this is a conversation about how Meg runs her podcast, some of the tactics involved in podcasting, and some of the business outcomes related to legal podcasting. Meg refers to these as visibility and networking. I refer to these elements as marketing and sales. So enjoy this conversation between Meg and I on the NJ Criminal Podcast. Join us for conversations about launching and sustaining an effective law firm podcast with trial attorney and podcaster Meg McCormick Horner and her producer Tom Ritter. It's a behind-the-scenes listen to the challenges, solutions, strategies, and opportunities related to legal podcasts. Meg and I are going to be discussing prologue episodes, sort of a test episode that we record where a new podcast host will record with me about the goals of their podcast and the mission of their podcast as their sort of introductory episode. This can go out as a season one, episode one, or as a trailer for season one that explains the podcast. So it's a great tool to break the ice for the host in that they're using their recording tools for the first time with someone who can do tech support in real time. And it's great for the listeners because they can get sort of the initial outline for what the show is thought to be and what the host's goals are related to the show. So here's a discussion about prologue episodes when you launch a podcast. It's good practice, like just for the mechanics, having a shot at doing a recording and doing it with your, with your tech support on the line, I think, is a good way to break the ice as a new podcaster and get acquainted with your equipment, get acquainted with the process in a low pressure kind of. Because as soon as you invite an industry big shot, you want to make sure they get the white glove treatment. So sort of walking through it once is a good idea. Yeah, I also now, think there's value, too, in the the host or the potential host being able to crystallize what their purpose is. And that's not to say that the podcast can't have an evolution and follow you know, a different trajectory should, you know, should the opportunity present itself. But I do think it's important for the host to have an idea of who they want to speak with and why. As we continue our discussion, we're going to get into how Meg chooses her guests, which is then going to lead into the following segment, which is going to be about how she leverages her podcast and what the value of it is to her business. How do you pick who you want to speak with? Well, I mean, for me, it's it has been an evolution. Uh, when I started NJ Criminal Podcast, I was interviewing attorneys in my practice area, in my geographic area. Um, you know, basically, I started out with friends, former colleagues, current colleagues, bosses, um, and then we talked about how how they got into what they what they wanted to do and how they became a lawyer and it was more of a biographical and then as time went on I saw value in discussing current 
topics. And so I, I chose people, I reached out to people that I thought would make me sound smart, would teach me something in a, you know, I'm a, I'm a New Jersey criminal practitioner, but at the same time, there's a lot that I don't know. And I think it's important to be able to, you know, I'm humble enough to be able to say, hey, you know, I'm really interested in, for example, you know, cannabis and how, how that's going to impact the criminal justice system. And so I just basically looked at people that I thought would be interesting guests to help me learn different areas that I was not necessarily um, familiar with. And so, you know, for me, the value of NJ Criminal Podcast has been twofold. Number one, you know, my visibility has gone through the roof. I mean, you talk about SEO. I'm not, I'm not a, a techie person uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But just by having content to put out on my different social media platforms, my practice uh, and me as, a, uh, as an attorney, I have become much more visible. So that's number one. And then number two, I've just been able to network with so many different people and meet so many different people. You know, you and I have had this conversation for a couple years about how, you know, podcasting is kind of like getting, you know, the listener being able to um, be like a fly on the wall, you know, at a, at a cocktail party or any, any other kind of networking event. Uh, and you you get to really, I've gotten to really meet a lot of really neat people and it, it spirals from there. And, you know, just because of that, I mean, I've said this to you many, many times, I don't do any other marketing. I do no other advertising. And I went back just for the heck of it and looked to see, you know, the effect that it has had on my gross revenue. And in two years of podcasting, my gross revenue doubled. And I can't attribute it to anything other than the two things that I just talked about, visibility and networking. So it, and, and on top of it all, which is probably the most important, I enjoy it. I'm having fun doing it. And that's how I think of this, of my podcast. Hey, let's talk. Let's talk. Tell me about yourself. Tell me about what you're an expert in. Tell me how that affects me, how that affects my clients. And so the conversations are really informal. They're a lot of fun. That's the reason why I do it. I get that question all the time. Why do you podcast? What, 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 why would I do this? Well, that's why. Um, and, and any attorney that thinks they don't have time to do it is crazy. Attorneys spend all day long on the phone. It's nothing more than that. It's a phone call. It's a conversation. Now, Meg and I are going to discuss how she prepares for a podcast and what interaction there might be with a guest for the best outcome in a conversation. Do I prepare for it? I mean, yeah, to some extent. But what I, what I prepare for are, what don't I know? What can this person tell me? What can this person share with me? It's, no, it's nothing different than, you know, sitting down at a, uh, over a cup of coffee or over, you know, a glass of wine or a beer and having a conversation with someone and let, letting them tell you about themselves. The best conversations, yeah, the best conversations are the ones where I really don't talk that much. I might ask four or five questions about, about the topic area or the person. And it, unless the conversation is natural, it's not going to be a very good interview. It's going to sound like a direct examination. Nobody wants to hear that. So that's why I do it. You know, you, you mentioned something about people talking about their passion. And that's it in a nutshell. 
you know, people like to talk about what they're passionate about. And a podcast is a way for, to, to take the time, right? It's, it's like the old school, you know, radio show, but people have, have more time in a podcast format. Like you said, it's not limited to 10 or 15 minutes. It could be a 10 or 15 minute call. It doesn't have to be. Uh, I do get that question a lot. Well, how long, how long is this going to be when I, when I speak to a potential guest? I said, well, you know, it could be, it could be anywhere from 15 minutes, half an hour to a, to a couple hours. It really just depends. I don't give it a time limit. Uh, if you have a time restriction, certainly let me know and we can, we can fit it into your schedule. But what I find is that the, the people that say, well, you know, I've only got 30 minutes or, well, I've got, I've got a hard stop at 45 minutes, you know, an hour in and we're, we're chatting about, you know, still chatting about their subject matter area that they are passionate about. Um, because it is a conversation. You, know, you say that a lot in your in your promos. Just just have the conversations. You and I have taken the longer uh, interviews, and and on some occasions we break them down into multi part episodes. If there's a natural break, uh, sometimes I think that's a good thing, and sometimes I don't think you need to. Sometimes I think someone a listener would rather hear the whole thing at once. Um, so it really just kind of depends. Um, but again, it's nothing more than having a, a regular conversation. And, and from the technical side, I mean, you and I have worked out those kinks long ago. So anyone who's interested in podcasting, I, I do get that question a lot. Well, how do you, how do you record? I'm not, I'm not computer savvy or how, how, how are my assistants going to help me with that? The next part of our conversation is going to get into the technology that Meg uses to record with her guests. There's a number of options and Meg is recorded in person, by computer or internet, and she's recorded phone conversations. Meg's going to tell you what she likes best and why. The equipment that I use is is very easy to use. I use the PodTrack P4. It is uh, something that I can take with me if I'm traveling. I have set it up in a diner. I like that uh, that feel. You know, sometimes that type of background noise is okay. People are used to listening to radio shows that are recorded in public places. Sometimes I will record it in my office because I don't want a lot of background noise. I'll, you know, I will uh, do it at a time when I know my phone's not going to be, my, my office line's not going to be ringing, that kind of thing. Um, I, I prefer personally, after having done this for a couple years, I get better interviews um, quite candidly when they're not in person. Uh, and I'm not quite sure why that is other than I think uh, people are so used to speaking on the phone. I think people are more relaxed on the phone. Uh, I think that they aren't concerned about you know maybe what they're wearing or, or where they're at or how they have to get to where they need to record um, I think it takes a lot of the logistics out someone can be at home sitting in their bedroom and I can record a call with them um, it's a lot easier from that standpoint but again as I said it's also I think um, people are more relaxed now you know sometimes I've had people say now let's do it in person I'd rather do it in person that's fine too um, so from a technical standpoint as well as from a quality of content standpoint um, I can I can record any way someone wants I prefer just to have a phone call 
and that's mm-hmm. what I have been doing more recently. I I can take my equipment wherever I'm going to be, whether it's at home or in my office or wherever, uh, and the other person can be wherever they want to be, and we just have a regular conversation. Uh, and the audio turns out great as long as, and and we've had you know we record the tracks separately as you know you you I send you the tracks separately. So if I am speaking and the other person has a lot of background noise, we, we you don't hear that in the finished product. Uh, but that's that's I don't I don't get into that. I turn all that over to you. In this segment of the conversation, Meg and I are going to discuss how she gets guests comfortable and who a good prospect is as a guest, who a good prospect might be for a featured series or a spin-off podcast that leverages an existing podcast's goodwill with Google, visibility in social, and overall SEO. They say, hey, you know, it's just a, it's a really informal conversation. A lot of, I've had the question, well, are you going to send me the questions ahead of time? Hard no to that. I do not send the questions ahead of time. I will not send the questions ahead of time. Um, that's a recipe for disaster um, for two reasons. Number one, uh, you know, I won't, I won't do it. Uh, it it's, it's just too much work on both sides. Uh, and, and number two, it sounds prepared. The last thing you want is a podcast that sounds scripted. Um, the only thing I will possibly do is one or two sentences in the beginning, uh, you know, hey, welcome back to NJ Criminal Podcast. I'm here today with Tom Ritter, you know, and I'll, I'll just make sure I've got a little intro, but sometimes I give you that to do and I don't even record that. I, I might uh, send you something to record as an intro. So my, I guess the, the short answer to your question is I, I assure them that it is a very informal conversation uh, that is not going to be prepared or scripted. And if, and I also say to them, and this is, I've never had to do this, but I tell every potential guest, listen, if we get into something or you say something that you wish you hadn't said, or it comes out in a way that you, you, you wish, you know, we all kind of flub things sometimes, or maybe misspeak or say something that um, we wish we hadn't gotten into, you just let me know and, and we'll edit it out. I have never had to do that, but just by letting the guests know that that's a possibility uh, and and assure them uh, that I'm not going to, you know, publish anything that they don't want me to publish, that relaxes the potential guest as well. I'd rather have my guests correct me in the middle of the conversation as they would in a regular conversation as opposed to when we hit stop saying, oh, wait, you got that year wrong or that date wrong. It, it's a lot easier to just say, yeah. oh, wait, you mean, you mean uh, 1969, not 1970, as opposed to me trying to go back and fix it afterwards. You know, the other thing, I, the other thing I'd like to say just in terms of um, specifically to lawyers is that, you know, a- any lawyer can spend thousands of dollars on the very polished, formal videos, right, to, to, to put out, to advertise their practice. But I, I think that the podcast enables the, the listener, the potential client, uh, to really hear the, the host, to hear the guest, um, to really get to know them. Um, and that value 
uh, is priceless. Um, but for anyone who's not sure whether or not they would, you know, want to host a podcast or, you know, whether or not they'd be able to come up with, you know, things to speak with people about or potential guests, I would invite them to come on the podcast and talk about what they do. And I think what people find is that it's a lot, it's a lot easier than you think. Because why? Because we do it all day long. We talk to people all day long. And it's nothing more than than that. It doesn't have to be a three-hour interview where you speak about every possible thing you could speak about. Like, hey, there might be a, a, a recent change in the law, or there might have been a case that came out uh, that's worthy of discussion. You know, there's, I know a lot of attorneys that are very intelligent and, and, and very intelligent people disagree all the time about the state of the law, and that's why the law changes all the time. And so that's food for many, many conversations. New Jersey Supreme Court case gets decided, and I want to flesh it out a little bit with a person that I think would be interesting to talk to and has some insight into that particular topic. We'll talk about that. It doesn't mean we have to talk about, you know, every single thing they did between high school graduation and the present day. Right. Well, Jeff, and Jeff has a has a great podcast, uh, The Bold Sidebar. He, he, uh, he focuses specifically on uh, New Jersey Supreme Court decisions. It's a great tool for attorneys to turn to to get the rundown on on cases without necessarily having to read it cover to cover. And if they want to go back and read it, they can. Uh, but Jeff does a great job of breaking those cases down. And we've we've been guests on each other's podcast um, several times. And that's another that's another opportunity uh, for someone who is maybe not sure if they want to host their own podcast. They can. Uh, be a guest. I, I've, we, you and I have discussed possibly having uh, guest hosts on NJ Criminal Podcast. I would invite, invite any uh, criminal practitioner that would like to potentially uh, host a couple episodes. Okay, uh, let, me, have let, some let me jump in and break that down because that's something, that's what I've been working on all week is. Yeah, let's talk about that. It's And so, this is a new idea, but it's something that I, I think is going to generate a lower barrier to entry for somebody to experiment with podcasting. But the idea would be is if you've got a well-established podcast, all of a sudden, someone in your market, rather than launching their own podcast and doing all the initial work to create visibility for that podcast, that might be better put into simply having them do a series or a spinoff related to your podcast, which exists. In many instances, I can make the argument that it would be better for them to produce a series on the NJ Criminal Podcast where they take whatever their expertise is and they become the, you know, the de facto host on that topic, but it's we run it on your channels, on iTunes and your website. And because your SEO is established, your visibility is established, you know, their podcast series immediately performs in Google, immediately has some measure of a related audience on LinkedIn because we're already there, you know, on, across social because we're already there with that topic, which makes sense. So we've, you know, more than thinking about it, you've full-blown given me license to solicit 
relationships with family lawyers, possibly even, you know, an ancillary or adjacent to legal services and service providers who want to create 100%. specific content that's a little more niche than just criminal and let them dig into whatever that expertise is. Let them use the uh, your NJ Criminal Podcast platform and get wide distribution, get get immediate visibility and not have the associated costs that usually come with setup and launch and things like that. They can plug right into your channel, drop a family law series, drop a you know restraining order series. I mean, people ask me, you know, why do, why should I do it, or how much does it cost, or, and and well, I mean, it's it's one of these things where there's something for everyone. I, I usually say how much you how much you got. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, Listen, I can tell you one thing. Uh, like I said in the beginning, the I mean, and I, I certainly don't want to commit you to anything, but. Um, I, I can tell you, I spend a lot less than some of my colleagues, and I get a lot better quality and content. Well, thank you very much. Well, it's easy. If you get two hours of audio, the amount of media and clips and highlights and social posts we can get out of that, I think, I think, and I stop talking about it because it's not like that's a secret recipe or anything, but I just don't understand why other people don't do that. You've done the hard part. Why wouldn't you do the easy part and turn two hours of conversation into freaking straight up like 50 different pieces of media for 10 different channels of distribution and just kill a bunch of birds with one stone? And All right. Here's one other thing I want to say before I forget about it. And I'm going to interrupt you. I'm sorry. But being a good lawyer, being a good anything requires that you stay current in your industry and the best way to stay current in your industry is to regularly and routinely speak with individuals who are experts in their own particular niche uh, and so as an attorney the best way for me to to be a good lawyer is to make sure I'm up to speed on new cases, new laws, new legislation. Uh, it's impossible for one person to be an expert in everything. But what you can do is develop relationships with, with individuals who are experts in all the different spokes on the wheel, so to speak. And these, the, this builds a library of interviews and conversations that enable someone to click an app on their phone and have at their disposal just great content and i'm not you know when i interview somebody i'm not there's i don't really have an agenda i don't have a um you know i try to i try to be very um neutral in terms of the perspective that i that i have because i want to I want to have content that is broad enough, not one-sided, that will look at all different perspectives and angles. And so then at the end of the day, my goal is to have this library of content 
where I have interviewed these experts in all these different areas. And then the listener can, you know, have a, have a better variety of content to choose from. And so again, just to go back to what I started to say in the beginning, and that is one person can't be an expert in everything, but podcasting enables me to speak with people that will uh, help me ultimately be a better lawyer because it enables me to know what questions to ask and who to ask those questions to. And, and not to mention, I mean, there's the financial aspect of it. You know, I, I, I'm a certified criminal trial attorney. I do pay referral fees I'm permitted to uh, as a certified criminal trial attorney. And so I often get referrals through my guests and they get the referral fee. The best way to follow, subscribe, rate, or message the show is to visit njcriminalpodcast.com. Podcasting is a powerful sales tool with digital marketing benefits. If you're interested in law firm podcasting, simply dial 239-351-5575 and ask for Tom. That's 239-351-5575 or go to lawfirmpodcasts.com to schedule a call.